Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo. here with you on a Sunday evening, Monday morning. Glad to be with you at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. They have been taking care of you guys uh, all weekend long. I-, I saw they were doing some, some gift card giveaways and things of that nature. That's the kind of stuff you can, you can expect. From Strange Brew Coffee House. They take care of their customers. They always have. They always will. This holiday season, take care of your coffee lovers with a Strange Brew gift card with some Strange Brew coffee delivered right to your door. Go to the website and find their My Shopify page. And my friend, you're going to be enjoying yourself. You get that boost. Joel T. Coleman, by the way. So a little, a little inside baseball. We are recording uh, Saturday evening. We just got back from Oxford ourselves. Uh, I'll be out of town on Sunday, so we had to go ahead and do the podcast tonight. Um, but I, Joel, we were pulling into the town, and he was talking about it. He's like, man, I did not have any coffee today. And so when we got to town, I was like, well, why don't you just go get a coffee? I'm sure Strange Brew is still open. My, my one week was up, by the way. So yeah, yeah, you're good. I, I, you're I good. was good to get coffee. Because as we're doing the new podcast, new people are not getting coffee. That's right. And I'm it's lo- not us. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, and college, it's great. Um, it's fantastic. It's, it's always great. As it always is. Yeah. All right. College Corner, we've got one more special for you, and it's a good one. Today is Cyber Monday. 30% off all online sales. Use Cyber uh, as an online code. It's going to run a few days this week, so you know, just, just, just keep trying it. It's going to be working for you. 30% off any purchase as long as you purchase it online at collegecornerstore.com. I hope you took advantage of all of the great sales this past week that College Corner got for you. I hope the Christmas tree is loaded up now with maroon and white gifts uh, for the holiday season, and you still got one more chance here on Cyber Monday. Code Cyber at CollegeCornerStore.com, 30% off any purchase. We have one month to go in this cursed year. Don't make 2021 the same. Make sure your business is profitable and working for you in 2021, and you can do that with a quick phone call to our friends at Advantage Business Systems. They can help you get your office set up with the newest and most innovative technology that keeps your business working 100% all of the time for you. Call them today at 844-833-6245. Visit them online at absms.com. You can find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. business. Yes. I have, a, I have something I'd like to say. Go right ahead. Most people will be listening to this on Monday, correct? Should be, yeah. For the most part. And... uh Monday's a special day, because as you listen, it's your birthday. Oh, yeah, it is. Happy birthday to you. Oh, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Brian. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to you. Well, thank you. I just want to go ahead and give you a song, I, I, serenade you. Although, as we sit here, you're two days away. But yeah, that's that's true. I appreciate that. Appreciate ah. <laughs> Joel, you and I have done this is our third post egg bowl podcast. It is our first, first 
post-loss Egg Bowl podcast. State's still 2-0, and though, in games not played in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. That is true. Uh, 31-24. Uh, if I could put my good friend uh, Ryan Sparks of, from MSU History to work, has MSU ever lost back-to-back games by the same score? I want to know the answer to that. I mean, it feels like a statistical improbability, right? It does. Or, I'm going to guess it's happened, but... Yeah, I mean, when? Maybe back in the old days when, you know, there was a lot of 7 nothing games? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, go with wins, too. Something like that. I, I find that interesting. Uh, 31-24 is the final score in Oxford. Uh, State falls behind 14 nothing early. Battles back. Cuts it to 3 in the fourth quarter, but the Rebels get a late touchdown. Uh, State kicks a field goal. Had an opportunity there at the end, but Will Rogers throws a Hail Mary. Comes up short. Will Rogers really, really sharp on the date. We obviously will talk more about him, but he threw for 440 yards and three scores. Two of them to Malik Heath. Uh, Jaden Wally, another incredible performance for him. State's young uh, st- uh, skill players are very exciting. Defensively, you know, the stats don't really bear it out, but I thought they, that they did as much as they possibly could considering the, uh, the situation that they were in. They obviously gave up some yards, but not a lot of points to Ole Miss. They made some key stops here and there and had every opportunity to win the ball game. We'll talk a lot more about that, obviously, as we go along. But before we do that, what we have to know here, Joel, as we face a year with the Golden Egg in Oxford, what is causing all that? You could go a lot of different ways. Um, and I don't like doing this because it sounds like I'm blaming one guy for the loss, and I don't want to. that's not the case at all. One play changed the game. Yeah. Bottom line. Austin Williams fumbling at the goal line. And Ole Miss turning that five plays later into a touchdown. And swapping that... A 14-point swing. Now, I I know you have to do the if, ands, buts. Would it have all played out the same? Whatever. But if it had all played out the same, and Austin Williams just gets in the end zone there... Mississippi State has the egg in Starville today. It feels like that. That that one play, I really do feel like if you change the outcome of that one play, the game is different. Mm-hmm. You can't change the outcome of that one play, though. And so what I want to say, and what I'm sure we'll get into more as we go through your things that are true, you know, there's a lot of folks that will listen to this podcast today with different motives in that, Look, I, I've been there before uh, as just the diehard fan and where you listen to the opposing team's podcast in hopes to hear sadness, in hopes to hear, uh, you know, desperation and things. There, there are probably Ole Miss fans listening to us today because they want to hear griping and moaning. Uh, so there's that motive. I, I think there are probably Mississippi State fans today, some, wanting to listen today because they want to hear us rail on Mike Leach's decision-making or, you know, the the play of state secondary at times or, you know, fill in the blank for something you want to complain about. But there are people listening today that want to hear that. There are others that are probably more along the uh, akin to my personality, a little more of the sunshine pumper. I, I learned that's not always fun either. As I, I tweeted out uh, Will Rogers and, and Jaden Wally stats post game, like here's a couple things, you know, if, if you state fans want some things to look at and be excited about, and then I have somebody. Why would I, you do that? I, I don't want to see that. It was a loss. Like I, we have some angry folks that want no part of sunshine pumping. I get that too, you know, different strokes for different folks. But I can only do this podcast from the vantage point of me. And I don't think state should ever become a moral victory institution. You know, I think 
unlike coaches, I do think you can take things from games and be proud of them. I'm not saying that, that states should ever be satisfied with what, what states had to be satisfied with the last couple of weeks in that there have been strides forward from what we saw in the month of October and the first half of November. Uh, I don't I don't think that should ever happen. But I can say this. To me, and, and I don't know if anyone listening will agree, I don't know if you'll agree, this was perhaps an an egg bowl that Mississippi State lost. I don't know that any Mississippi State fan feels good about losing the egg bowl. But if ever there was a game that you could feel good about losing the egg bowl, I feel like it was this one. Mm. Because of the continued steps, maybe even just baby steps in this game, forward from where this team was as short as three or four weeks ago. Mm. Will Rogers, I don't give a darn if you're the most negative human being in the world, Will Rogers is getting better. And I don't know if Sawyer Robertson comes in next year and usurps him and becomes the starting quarterback. I don't know how it'll play out in a year. But if, you, if Will Rogers is your starting quarterback the next two or three years, I kind of think you're in pretty good shape. He has shown enough for me the last couple of weeks. And a large part of that is because his offensive line finally is starting to look like a competent offensive line. Uh, Jaden Wally is starting to look like a dang superstar out there. Mm-hmm. Some of the catches he's making and holding on to balls, getting just hammered. and um, There is a ton to be excited about. Zach Arnett, no matter what chicken salad you run out there with Zach Arnett, he turns it in, into – or what chicken, whatever, he turns it into chicken salad. He, he, he is taking backups, backups, and making the defense – I'm not saying that they're, you know – steel curtain or anything but he's keeping you in games with what he's got to work with and it's a defense with no fred peters and no marcus murphy and no nathan pickering and blankety blank 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 guys that ain't out there you know guys out because of covid and what there is so much to look at and uh and say you know what the egg bowl from a mississippi state perspective sucked in that you lost but I can see glimmers of light here, whereas a month ago, I don't know that those were there. It makes you wonder if if Leach, more reps, what's he said since he got here, this offense is all about reps, 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 reps. If Will Rogers, this offensive line, Jaden Wally, the receivers continue to get reps, um, you'd have to hope and think that next year, you, you won't have a defense that, that loses a bunch of players due to opt-outs and uh, COVID stuff. Hopefully by then, COVID is a thing of the past. Maybe it's just me, and you can tell me as you get into your things that are true that, no, Joel, you're just a dummy. You'd be right, by the way. But I just look at this game, and I say, yeah, Mississippi State lost. And they, and they lost to a better... Ole Miss, with what they had to work with on on Saturday at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, was the better football team, I I think. Um, Given State's deficiencies and and youth and everything else. And some of that, you know, is a little bit of State's own doing. I I think some of those guys were, whatever, ran off. That's not how State puts it by Mike Leach. But uh, he holds some guys to a standard, and they just didn't live up to it and end up leaving. But... So some of it is a little bit self-inflicted, but by and large, what Ole Miss ran out there was better than what State ran out there, but what I saw was a Mississippi State team that is showing strides of becoming the team Mike Leach wants them to be. Are they there yet? No. But 
they're getting there. And I really believe that what you and I have said for weeks now, Mike Leach has a history of it working. I think you're starting to see that it's going to work. Maybe we replay that line of me saying it's going to work in, in a couple years and we're just doofuses. But I don't know. After what I saw the Austin Williams thing, that's the one thing that you circle from this game as, as maybe the reason State lost. But ultimately, I think it's a game that you come out of and you got to feel really good if you're a State fan. All right. Not really good. Yeah, not really good. But optimistic. Okay. I can live with that explanation. I don't totally agree with you because I don't. I, I never will say coming out of the Egg Bowl, you can feel good about anything yeah, and if you lost. I didn't word that right as I frequently don't, but I just really do feel like out of coming out of that game, I don't know how you can look at what you saw in Oxford comparatively speaking to what you saw over the month of October and the first couple of weeks of, of November. When you couple what happened in Athens with what happened in Oxford, the team is totally different now. I feel like they're playing with confidence. I feel like they're 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 growing. You know, I I agree with you in that state should never exit egg bowl saying oh, it's, we lost, but it's okay. That's not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I think that state can exit the egg bowl thinking, you know what, this leech thing might work out. I agree with that, and we'll talk more about it in the, in the next few minutes. All right. Our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef back open on Tuesday and this holiday season. I'm telling you, nothing better on Christmas Day than to have a whole prime rib or beef tenderloin right after you. I mean, imagine you've unwrapped all the gifts and everybody's happy. Everybody got what they want for Christmas. And then that's what you're having for Christmas lunch or Christmas dinner. That, my friend, is what we were talking about. And, of course, don't forget the man who's bringing all those presents to you, Santa Claus. Don't leave him milk and cookies this year. Leave him a delicious, grain-fed, locally-sourced, medium-rare ribeye. Still just just mooing right there on the plate. That's what you want to leave for Santa Claus this year. Just trust me on this one. It's what he wants. Santa wants a welcome-home beef steak. Why don't you hook him up And this uh, this holiday season? Hook and take care of yourself as well. Call them at 662-268-8148. Find out if they can get you shipped course here in the golden triangle you can just come by at university drive or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com and whatever it is you're picking up in the market one thing is for sure it just tastes good these are the egg bowl things that are true i have you want to guess um 12 boom really yeah you got it all right number one I am done with the rivalry means more to state conversation. I'm done with that. All right. Imagine being someone so obsessed with a hatred of Mississippi State that you would make a comment like they should just leave the trophy on the field. And then you watch the Ole Miss players when they got that trophy absolutely ecstatic parading it around, taking it in the locker room, taking pictures. Lane Kiffin said it felt like we had won a Super Bowl in there. Imagine being the guy who said they should just leave it on the field. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me saying that. Must have been somebody else. And they printed off hats. They had custom graphics. I don't want to hear anymore. They, they trolled State on Twitter. I don't want to hear... Jumbotron shenanigans again? Uh, a little bit. Music, look, Jumbotron. Here's the thing I want to say. I don't care about that stuff. I actually like it. 
All right, I like it when two rivals embrace their rivalry and try to enjoy make their fan bases excited about playing one another. I'm cool with everything Ole Miss did today in victory, and I hope Mississippi State can do the same things down the road when they have victory. I'm not one of these these message board people, be it on the message board or running the message board. They're like, oh, this rivalry is so toxic. Oh, God, just leave the trophy on the field before I blow my brains out of depression. For Christ's sake, it's got to stop right there. I am done with that conversation. It means plenty to Ole Miss. Let's all move on with our lives starting now. Do you know what kind of people would like to leave the trophy on the middle of the field? People who have never played a sport. And I don't like to joke down that road because I played crappy 1A football, right? But you must have never done anything in your life. If there's a trophy on the line, you want to win it. Well, I was going to go this route. Hmm. It's somebody that can't handle losing it. Exactly, exactly. That's that's what that's the bottom line. That's what yeah. that crap is. When I, I mean, when is, that trophy came the, out, those Ole Miss players ran to it and they ran all around the stadium and the fans were <laughs> cheering and they couldn't have been happier. And good for them. Good for them. That's a, that's like, the spoils of victory. <laughs> yeah. Like, so don't tell me that it means more to one side or the other, and certainly don't tell me you're going to leave the trophy in the middle of the field. F that noise. <laughs> And Number two. No, no, no. Oh. Number the conversation's two. over. That conversation is over. <laughs> I'm done with that. Number two. Calm down a little bit now. But I needed to get that out because it's been pissing me off all week. <laughs> Number two. I felt like MSU did everything it possibly could do to win the football game. It just was not enough. Yeah. I don't feel like they left anything in the chamber. I felt like they gave great effort especially defensively where you know they're shorthanded and they're, they're back there with, you know, not just second-string guys, but some third-string guys playing, starting yeah. in some key positions. I thought they did everything they could. Yeah, they had some mistakes, but, I mean, you're not Alabama. You're not Notre Dame. You're going to have some mistakes. I, I, I did not feel that State didn't do enough to win. Yeah. They just didn't do enough to win, Yeah, if that makes sense. And, and I really kind of felt like going into this game it was going to come down – to which team got a a key turnover or a key stop well, or whatever, right. and and it, it really was. I mean, the the both teams made mistakes, but State made the killer critical mistake. Yeah, and you can't when, when two teams are kind of close like this, you can't have a fourteen point swing, yeah. and, and that's what you got. And uh, but. Uh, I agree with you, man. I, I don't look at that game like Steph State had anything really left in the chamber to fire. Like I, I kind of felt like they, yeah. they did all they could. They did everything they could. They, could. they made. They had two big mistakes: the fumble and then the third and eighteen turning into an eighty-one yard touchdown. You can't let. I mean, happens on third and two. Okay, third and eighteen. You got to get off the field. After Lane Kiffin had kind of given you a gift with some. I don't know what he's doing with Some that wildcat crap. strange play calling from Lane Kiffin in this one. It felt like Ole Miss could have won this game easier than they did. But at the same time, it feels like State could have won it as well. But I, I don't question the effort today. Yeah. For sure. Number three, y'all might be happy to hear this, but I'm sold on Will Rogers now. All right? I've, I've seen what I need to see. He's been good two weeks in a row. Th- the added dimension of him being a little mobile today and running the football was very good. You need to watch that drink in there. You don't want to have, you know, mouth noises. I've heard those are bad on podcasts, Joel. I just, to, I just, I just hear that from time to time. Uh, I thought his decision making was good. Strange Coffee Coffeehouse, by the way. Yeah, 
I thought his decision making was good. I thought his ball placement was good. You know, he had some throws where he had to like put it in a specific spot, and he, he was able to do that. Um, you know, the, the, the throw to to Malik Heath that he dropped a little high, but yeah. it was. I thought Heath had a chance to catch it. Uh, I, I was I was very impressed with Will Rogers today. A guy who plays like that, he threw for 440 yards and he rushed for another 30 yards. A guy who plays like that can win you games in the SEC. I no question about that. So, you know, all I wanted to see was a flash. I'm seeing a lot more than that now. That guy is playing really well. Yeah. As a my, true freshman, that's his third start. And Mike Leach mentioned something, too, in post game that I hadn't really thought about, but he was talking about just uh, Will's pocket presence and how that has actually helped the offensive line pay, play better with his understanding of, of things. and uh, So just all around, Will Rogers is improving week to week to week to week to yes, week. Yes, I agree. And, look, you see what a guy like when Gardner Minshew, I mean, good guy to, to look at, yeah. another guy from Brandon, yeah. ran this offense. One one really good quarterback can mm. make this thing click. Yeah. And you're, you're talking about a, a guy that's now what started, what, three, two games? Mm-hmm. In his career? This is his third start. Third start. Vandy, Georgia now. Yeah, and looking well, looking this good already. This this offense I mean, is designed to turn guys who aren't highly recruited into stars, and that's what State's got a lot of. And next year, you got some guys who are actually highly recruited coming in. So yeah, yeah Will yeah. Will Rogers is starting to to, to blossom. To blossom. Jaden Wally starting to blossom. Well, I mean, let's get there. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is, what happens when you start adding? What if next year another guy or two comes into well, that mold? You know, a guy like Tulu Griffin starts to finally put things together. Malik Heath is going to be good next year. Yeah, you know, I think um, maybe there's another Wally. Ne- maybe maybe Knox well, is Wally. Teddy Knox or Malik Neighbors coming in. Yeah, exactly. So uh, number three or number four. Like I said, I'm sold on Will Rogers, but I'm buying stock on Jaden Wally. He's a star. He is a big time player. Uh, the the catch he made where the Ole Miss player did everything legal hit, hell of a hit. Should have knocked him out. Instead, he just catches the ball and gets up. That's a superstar play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ole Miss was doing a lot of things in coverage to try to deny him. They kept finding him. 174, 176 yards receiving, I believe, on nine catches. Freshman record, by the way. Yeah. Single game freshman First time record. since, I think, 1977, a true freshman back-to-back 100-yard games uh, receiving. Just an incredible performance. This guy has really come on these last couple of weeks. Uh, and he's a guy that next year – you know, when you're talking about the playmakers in this offense, he's the first guy you're going to mention. I mean, that that's why, back in what's causing all this, look at all these guys State is counting on to yeah. win football games. Yeah. True freshman Will Rogers, true freshman Jaden Wally, true freshman uh, Dylan Johnson, Joquavius Marks. Mm-hmm. I mean, all across the board, freshman, 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 freshman. Yeah. Is there any real wonder when you couple that with the fact State has had some offensive line issues too, that State had issues for about four or five games there. And as these guys mature and develop, guess what? They're making plays. Yeah. Um, just didn't make enough on Saturday. Yeah. Shout out to Cam Jones for his one catch for five yards. Two offensive linemen have caught passes. Yeah, there. midway through the first quarter, I mean, Cam Jones was tied for the team lead this, receiving on this, Saturday. This offense gets everybody involved. So uh, Cam Jones and Dollar Bill both tied, both tied in receptions this yeah. year. Yeah, but I like Jaden Wally a lot. That's a good t- that's a good player. The bottom line is number five, uh, Ole Miss made more clutch plays, and that's the difference. Yeah. Ole Miss converts at third and eighteen. State has a couple of third downs that the, the snaps are bad. Uh Ole Miss makes the fump gets the fumble recovery. State could not get a turnover. Uh a couple of you know, it just 
It felt like when there was a really clutch play to be made, Ole Miss made it, and State made some, but didn't make enough. They just made Ole Miss made more. That's the difference in the game. And yeah. then, you know, at, that, at the end of the day, that's that's what wins football games is when there's a chance to take up an opportunity. Do you take it or not? Ole Miss did. State didn't do it enough. Simple as that. Yeah, and, and you know, too, you talk about Ole Miss a little bit. They actually. They left some points out there too, not not kicking field goals and uh, going for it on fourth downs a bunch. First quarter, that first Ole Miss drive, you remember they they had a touchdown pass, and uh, was it Sanders that dropped it in the in the back of the yeah, in, on, yeah. in first quarter? I mean, yeah, that's a huge play there. Yeah. You're like, wow, you know that that that's kind of break. Can State take advantage of it? Yeah. They could not. Though. They could Went not. Three and no, out. They, but anyway, that still in the end, Ole Miss just made more plays. Made more plays, and that's that is the absolute difference in the ball game. Number six, I felt like Zach Arnett did it again. Uh, had a rough first half. Ole Miss was hitting those big plays. Second half, I mean, Ole Miss only had ten points in the second half. You know, and they had to they had to, to work to get those ten yeah. points. You know, they, they they didn't hit those those massive plays. I think they had one thirty one yard catch on the first play of the second half. Domingo, but other than that, for the most part, they were running the ball and just getting like a couple of you know some short passes. Elijah Moore, I mean, that, the 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 record he broke today. I don't know if this gets enough publicity, but he broke AJ Brown's single season receiving record. He with eighty, he's at eighty six catches. Brown had eighty five. AJ Brown did that in twelve games with four games against non conference teams. Elijah Moore has done that in eight games. They're all against SEC teams. That is, I mean, he's going to finish the season with 100 catches pretty easily, I would think. That kid, I mean, I've, I felt bad for State because you're, you have two options. You play off of him, well, he just stops, catches the ball, breaks a tackle, and he gets you 10, 12 yards. If you play on him, he's going to run by you, and it's going to 65-yard touchdown. So you're really picking your poison. And I thought Arnett did it. But I think Arnett, once again, the, 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 the sum is greater than the parts here. All right, That defense... Is not as talented as it sh- as it plays at times. Now, granted, yeah, they had you know they gave up 500 yards today, but only 31 points. 550 yards feel and I, I, this is actually the next one, number seven. It feels like a thousand total yards should get you more than 55 total points. <laughs> it really does. I mean, I think if you tell me both teams are around 500 yards, I think okay, that's a 45. I thought I'd been close to the score I predicted, 49-42, going either way. Um, that just tells you that you know when they, the teams tightened up in the red zone for the most part, uh, you know. Uh, State had some some big plays down there. Of course, Ole Miss left some points on the board by not taking field goals and not converting those fourth downs, which is an unusual strategy, especially in a close game. I, I get it when you know you're sort of going, you know, I'm back and forth so much, but it felt like Ole Miss could have, you know, again going back to what I said earlier, they could have won this pretty easily if they had just played a little bit more conservatively yeah. at times. When uh when Ole Miss was up twenty one seven there towards the end of the first half and they were driving and they got. You know, well into state territory, and they went for it on that fourth down. I was thinking that would have been a fantastic spot if I was the Ole Miss coach. To uh, and apparently, Mike Leach might think I should be a coach, according to what he said in post game. You know, I can call timeouts when I want to when I'm the coach. Right. But anyway, uh, I thought that would have been a fantastic spot for Lane Kiffin and the Rebels to kick a field goal and take a three score lead into halftime, possibly. But they went for it on fourth down, didn't get it. State ends up driving the field and scoring and. Making it a seven-point game. Uh, anyway, there there were several decisions made by Ole Miss that I didn't necessarily think I would have made. But hey, I don't get paid the millions they do. No, you don't. <laughs> we certainly don't. So yeah, but that game, like 
If you if you just showed me the yardage and all that and the lack of turnovers, I would have thought it would have finished, you know, both teams in the 40s. Instead, you only got 50. I mean, you're well under the under for 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 betting purposes there, so. Uh, you hit on it for earlier, but number eight, State's young skill players should excite you. Plus, you've got what's coming in. You know, there is a good young core to this offense. Rodgers is a very solid player. Like I said, I think Wally is going to be a star. I do want to see more from the running backs. Now, they're sort of in a bad situation because the O-line is still not great. and the, the It's just difficult to be a running back in this offense. I think especially in year one. If you like the Leeches year one at, at – uh, Washington State, I think we talked about it this summer. They only, they only average like 30 yards a game, which is about where Mississippi State is right now. So maybe next year it can be a little bit better. But you can see there's some flashes of talent between Marks and Johnson uh, for sure. Tulu Griffin, he's only made a couple plays all year, but you, you can see he's got speed, and that's something you can't teach. Then you've got Teddy Knox coming in. You've got Malik Neighbors, Jacoby Moore. We'll see about Brandon Buck, Burkhalter, but at the same time I feel like State has got some good plan B targets there uh, if that doesn't work out. There's just some young talent there. Maybe one day Rufus Harvey. Yeah, you know, we haven't talked we about We don't even talk about him much. Caleb Ducking has been redshirted yeah. this year. I mean, there, there's still some more guys there. So we'll see what happens. But all in all, for, for in my opinion, you know, that, that young core is good. It's good. And it's going to be a, a, you know, next year, I think you'll see definite improvement. Next year will be a year where they make the first real assault on the record books at Mississippi State. Yeah, and next year, you won't have. There won't really be an adjustment period. Everybody will kind of know what you're getting at that point. Yeah. I mean, all things being equal, State should have a spring again, you know, with, right. with under Mike Leach. Uh, everybody going into next fall should kind of know where they stand and know what Leach likes, doesn't like. Uh, there won't be any of this, what had to be at times for some guys, awkward adjustment personality period getting used to leech mm-hmm. you just won't have any of that i mean so many of the issues state has had will be cured just by leech being here another year i agree uh so anyway uh number nine man do not play the ifs and buts game on this game because it will drive you insane i think the one i came up with that that i got gave the most thought to was this we had all these rumors back in august that this game might be the first game of the season what a totally different game I think it would have been. First off, I mean, I'm just trying to picture, you know, KJ Costello and Kylan Hill, you know, Tyrell Shavers out there offensively, but defensively, you get the full the full deck. I think that makes a huge difference. But again, you know, if you, if, if and but it, I mean, if you just say, you know, if they could have had Wheat, Davis, Pickering, and Murphy today, you feel like maybe it's a different game. You know, yeah. Mar- Mar- Marcus Murphy out there instead of Landon Gidry, who, by the way, let's let's talk about Landon Gidry. Rough game. Gave up a couple touchdowns. Did he? Did what did he do? He went on Twitter and apologized for it. Didn't have to. Didn't have to do that. I don't ever retweet players, right? I, I try to. I just try to stay with it. Honestly, I feel it's a little creepy sometimes. <laughs> you know, this is me. But I was impressed with that, and I said, "Hey, that's that's what a man does." You know, when he when he messes up, I try to do that on this show. Whenever I screw up, I try to you know, I try to to say that I was wrong. He didn't have to do that. It's not his fault that the team lost. It's not any but one player's fault. We can sit there and pin it on that fumble. But at the end of the day, he still had opportunities. Yeah. But he, he manned up and took it. So a lot of respect for, for, for Landon Guidry. You know, that's that's the kind of mentality that I think they're trying to get to. Where, you know, I, I take responsibility. I think before, 
you had guys not taking responsibility. So, to me, that tweet, while it was unnecessary, is a good sign for Mississippi State. Yeah. You know, some of this optimism that you have to have moving forward kind of depends on where do you think that the program was. Right. In that, if you believe, as there's a lot of evidence, too, that it was kind of becoming an undisciplined program a little bit, uh, you got to be impressed with the guys that are now sticking around and taking responsibility and um, playing well. I don't know. It just it really does feel like there is a mentality shift occurring within the Mississippi State program. Um, we'll see ultimately if that if it ends up paying off. I for one think it, that it eventually is going to, but we'll see. I agree. Uh, where are we here? Number ten. Leach today in the press conference, and the past, you know, he's just, he's very sort of blah, right? He's, he does, you know, and I think that's, that's kind of his, his way, right? He's not too high or too low ever. But there have been times where he's had some, you know, some fiery press conferences. The fact that we're not seeing that, I think, is what it shows confidence. I think it shows that Mike Leach, he sort of feels like we're on the right path. I just don't have enough weapons right now. If I had a full team, this wouldn't be happening. We'd be winning these games. I feel like that's that's the 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 vibe he's. Yeah, you off. don't get a vibe that he feels that his team is underachieving. Right. You don't see that at all from him. It's again when you look at what tools state has left on its roster right now to work with. It's really hard to look at those tools and think, you know what, these guys should be playing much much better than this. Like, how could you expect? So many true freshmen to, to to do better than what they're doing. The, the receiving core, you know, if you want to say, yeah, well, in addition to those youngsters, you've got Osiris Mitchell, you know, you, you've got Javante Payton, you've got this. Well, I mean, my, my response to that might be that what did they do the last two or three years? You know, I mean, not much of anything. So why, why should we expect those guys to elevate it? I know coming into the year, here's where you mentioned earlier, we like to take responsibility and we were wrong. Uh, we, we thought that maybe the scheme would elevate those guys. Well, maybe it hadn't so much. Uh, and, and so State is having to rely on a bunch of youth. And I don't – yeah, I, I don't really look at what State's running out there and think that they're underachieving at all. And I don't get the impression Mike Leach thinks they're underachieving either there. Achieving probably right about what he expects. He did say afterwards they're improving, but they're not improving as fast as I or anyone else would like. Well, of course not, but yeah, I'm with you. I think he's I th- right, I think, right there. I think he knows that he's on the right path. So we'll see. Uh, number 11, State really needs a win in these final two. They really need at least yeah, one. Just one. They, they, you know, We talked about uh, improvement versus results last week, I think. You know, it's great to show improvement, but you got to show results at some point. They finished two and eight. Nobody's going to take a lot of positives into the offseason from from a fan standpoint. So, I mean, obviously the team will know what's going on, but you, you need a win. You just you just need one win. I, I, I sort of you know think about the way uh, two thousand nine ended. You know, you're thinking, gosh, you know, the, I know the team is better. But they're they're going to lose to Ole Miss in this last game, and it's going to have the same record as they had a year ago. And you know what does it mean? And then you beat Ole Miss, and you're like, okay. And that sort of launches things. So can you win one of these two games? Auburn, we're about to talk about them. 
you know, they are not a world beater by any stretch of the imagination. Missouri is much better than I thought they would be this year, but they're certainly a beatable f- football team. So yeah, you got to get one win here. You know, if you if you finish three and seven, so be it. It's probably not what you want. It's not what you expected, but it, it could be taken as a positive at this point because where you were in that five game losing streak or four game losing streak was not. I mean, that's that's you didn't think you were winning any of these games. You beat Auburn. You may end the career of Gus Malzahn. You might. I mean, you really are kind of at that point. But I mean, this team desperately, I think, could use some. Uh, I guess what's the word? You know, just some uh, a live some some reward for the improvement they've made. I right now you, you see it in the statistics, but you don't see it in the win column. And 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 for them to uh, get the satisfaction of seeing not only their numbers improve and their effectiveness on offense improve, but to get rewarded with a W somewhere in these next couple or maybe two Ws if all goes perfect. I mean, that would do wonders, I think, for not only the team, but for, for anyone in the fan base that's kind of still kind of on the fence with Mike Leach or whatever, just to see to see things come into fruition in the form of a victory mm-hmm. would just mean a lot mentally, I think, yeah. for everybody. I agree. Uh, number uh, 12, last one. And some people brought this up in the uh, post-game Periscope. But I don't think today what we saw was the dawn of a new, kinder, gentler rivalry. People were asking, you know, it wasn't very chippy. I think part of that is, I think part of that's COVID. First I do and too. Foremost. I do too. I think that teams have been made aware, like, look, we're not going to have that. You know, it's bad enough you got to be, you're going to be touching each other every play. We're not going to add to it. I think part of it is Mississippi State players probably know, hey, <laughs> there's only 43 of us. One guy getting kicked out is going to be a problem. Um. But I, I just don't think that that's the case. I think the rivalry will continue to stay plenty intense, plenty of physicality. You know, maybe we can get through the game without 20 personal fouls and, you know, a bunch of shenanigans. That would be great. I don't have a problem with that. But I, I don't think you saw anything today. The, the, the teams played hard. There was, a, there was a lot of physicality today. There was a lot of hard hitting. Uh, there was some smack talk here and there. That just never, it just never devolved into chippiness and 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 pushing and shoving. And that's to me, that's a good thing. That's a great thing because I don't know that all the sideshow crap is good for anybody. You know, the Egg Bowl has kind of become, I guess, known for some of the crazy and the fights and the fake pen and all that mess that's happened the last few years, and. While all that's entertaining and stuff, I, it also begs the question, is the rest of the country laughing with you or laughing at you when all that kind of stuff happens? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of all for a game that's intense. You can run your mouth a little bit. You can have your say a little bit. But for all the the, the fighting and just craziness, I I kind of prefer my Egg Bowl to be Slightly chippy, but not overly. A little, a little chippy. Yeah, I'm okay to turn the chippiness up right to the edge. Yeah, a shove here, a push there, sure. Word you know, here, a word here or there. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. State getting a, a land shark, Ole Miss doing I don't know, raising a leg, I don't know. Yeah, but something like, but yeah, there's ways around. And, and and like we talked about earlier, you know, Ole Miss playing the Pirates of the Caribbean song exactly. on the thing. I, I'm cool with all the from that. Dixon with love, the Mullen yeah, video, give, give, whatever. Give me care. all that. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. All right, uh, Strange Brew Coffee House has got to tell you something important right about now. Let's talk about something important. 
Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right, Coffee is for Closers is brought to you by Strange Brew Coffee House. I hate to do it, but I have to say Austin Williams can't have any coffee this week. At the end of the day, that's the play of the game. He would say he didn't deserve coffee this week, too. Yeah, well, he might he, not. Yeah. He took responsibility for it after he did. the game. And, and, you know, again, goes back to what we were talking about Landon Gidry a minute ago. That, that's a good thing for Mississippi State. Yep. You know, these guys aren't afraid to, to take responsibility. Yep. And I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. He said something to the effect of uh, – they're coached to not really extend the ball or whatever unless it's fourth down. And anyway, yeah, that was he, he first did, scout, so. yeah, and he did what he should not have done, and the ball was not loose. Yeah. So you know, tough, but that's the guy I'm picking. You know, for no coffee for Mississippi State in the SEC. Ah, it gives me great pleasure to not give any coffee to Auburn. They were terrible today. I mean, Mississippi State went to Oxford undermanned and fought. Auburn went to Tuscaloosa and just pretty much laid down, from what I can tell, 42-13. to 13. And now they still have games with Texas A&M and Mississippi State. I think they'll beat State right now, if you said make a, make a prediction. If they don't, and because I think they will lose to Texas A&M, that's probably going to be it. Bo Nix, by the way, not good. It's not that good. He, he is, he's just not. And I, you know, I'm trying to tell you all. I'm not right about a lot of things. I just ain't. <laughs> but I'm right about Auburn. And I'm right about Gus Malzahn. He underachieves every year. Every single season. How much is he owed? Oh, God only knows at this point. But if we've learned anything the last few weeks, it's that teams will pay it. Uh, I, I, I would dare say if he loses the last two, if he loses the state and he loses the A&M, I'm with you. I, I think they're going to... They're going to be breaking piggy banks down in Montgomery, sending it over a few miles over to Auburn so they can buy him out. I mean, they'll they'll figure it out. I, I can't see him getting skull drug in Tuscaloosa and then losing to State and A&M and sticking around. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and last but not least, uh, for nationally, we got to hit the Pac-12 officials up for this one. Uh their performance in the Oregon game was a thing of beauty. If beauty is ugly, uh, just I mean, they're miserable. They're terrible. Really, really bad. And then, of course, people were pointing out that it was a female official. People were saying, somebody said to us, the media will never say she's female. Who cares? There's enough idiocy in the officiating ranks. <laughs> idiocy doesn't know a gender, my friend. Just let it go. They were bad, though. That's the kind of stuff. When I talk about bad officiating, that's what I'm talking about. There's no excuse for what happened in that game. None. So no coffee to be had for the Pac-12 officials. All right, tomorrow's show, uh, a lot of men's basketball talk. We need to catch up. Uh, we'll record after the men's basketball game uh, against Texas State. We'll see if State can finally get into the win column. But we haven't talked anything about hoops yet, so we need to do that. Women, The women will have played a game by then, too, so we'll, we'll take a look at that. Uh, so they will have that, and we'll have our SEC picks as we continue. Anything? Who, who we, du- we we didn't double this week? No, was, because was, we we had a, a fan. Thank right. you for for going back and do that for us. Yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't double. I, I think I think we all had this. I think we had the same pick. So I think I'm up one. Because had we went chalk, had you doubled with Florida, and all had went chalk, then we would have been tied up. But you couldn't double with Florida. We learned. So you're down one. If I'm right here, because we didn't go different on anything. I don't believe. 
I, I don't think that we did either, but we'll see. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. We both took Missouri. We both took Georgia. We both took Alabama. We both took Florida. We both took Texas A&M. So yeah. No. Yeah, and you did double Florida originally, but you can't double Florida, can't as double we Florida, learned, so, so you, you remain down one. Right. There we go. All right, that's tomorrow's show. And then uh, I'll be on Sports Talk Mississippi on Monday, and then I'm off the rest of the week. So I once State got the uh, the week off, I take one as well. So we will still have a couple of podcasts. We may take one podcast off. We'll see. See how it goes. Guys, have a great Sunday. Back with you on uh, Tuesday morning for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.